Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. It is your boy, Ahan, the number one Shogun, a.k.a. Pablo Baldini, in the building. Coming in, slide tackling everybody in the 18-yard box. You know what time it is. I'm taking ankles, legs, feet, all that. A.k.a. Pele with the AK, letting that whole thing spray on all things in the attacking half of the field you know what i'm saying all shots on goal we don't fall you already know what time it is thank you once again for joining me this is episode three of the shogun soccer sit down um i am a hundred number one shogun has said you know what i'm saying and we out here appreciate y'all for joining me so on this episode i know we took a break uh last week and it, it, i waited to drop because i really wanted to make sure that the structure of this podcast, um, as well as for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, episode two will be up, uh, as well as episode three, which will be up on Sunday. Um, so for those of you who will be listening on Saturday, you can go check this out as well on YouTube, uh, episode two and episode three, and you get a much better breakdown, especially when you have the visual uh, concept of what you're seeing or what you are listening to. Um, so on this episode, what we're going to do um, I wanted to take some time because I wanted to recap the first two episodes, right? We kind of went through some of the general principles of uh, football, uh, a.k.a. soccer for you American pagans out here. Um, but again, hey, I'm just an American trying to teach other Americans how to really enjoy the sport or a.k.a. the beautiful game. You already know what time it is. You know, matter of fact, let's get some horns in here. Can I please? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Let's go, Benfica. Let's go. All right, so uh, like I said, we're going to modify the first two episodes of the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down. So um, in episode one, we went through some of the general principles of football. Um, and then in episode two, I explained a bit about my philosophy in regards to how I like to play either as a player or how I like to see my team play as a coach or an administrator. Um but at the end of the day, a lot of these things for those that if you're not familiar with the sport, it's still very difficult for you to pick up on if you um, don't have any family or friends or individuals that are close to you that have played the sport or you've had a chance to really sit down and watch it. So if you are just coming in completely out of the blue uh, from most of the atypical American sports like basketball or football, or baseball, maybe even hockey, but really, let's be honest, hockey is not on par, at least anymore, in regards to a major sport like soccer is. Um, you just see all too uh, often now, you have so many different uh, leagues that you can watch. So again, globally, I think the brand, or at least the sporting brand of soccer, 
board football is bigger than hockey. So uh, I digress to all the hockey fans. I am a fan of hockey. Uh, there are some things and similarities that uh, I find from football that I can correlate to hockey. And actually, I had a friend of mine who also plays football with me uh, that got me into hockey because he explained a lot of the similarities that were there. So um, anyways, let's get into it. So first things first, we're going to go through two videos uh, today. We're going to give a reaction to those, um, one of which uh, both of these are actually coming from a channel that I follow as well as those of us on the CDB network or the CDB YouTube channel. Uh, we follow TIFO football. Now, TIFO football, if you're not familiar with TIFO football, is a YouTube channel, um, which is powered by The Athletic. The Athletic being a um publication which is out of uh europe and the thing about it is is that a lot of the stuff that they kind of focus on which they'll focus on multiple sports uh i think they just do a really good job especially within like the explanation and the breakdown of um many things around uh all things football so to speak so uh two of the videos uh the first one that we're going to do is how football actually works um, again, I wanted to go into a little bit more um, breakdown about, you know, the beautiful game, but I also want to kind of give some context to those that maybe you hadn't had a chance to listen in to episode one, uh, which, by the way, if you don't have a chance, please go do that. And for those that are listening on YouTube, uh, I really would appreciate if you could do me the justice and honor by uh liking this video subscribing to the channel and making sure that you hit that notification bell so that you can get all of the notifications anytime that we are dropping on our youtube channel and it's not just a hun shogun uh it's also all the folks that are involved with the cdb network um so we have uh the cdb podcast which is our flagship We've also got the Sucio Boys uh, podcast as well, which will be jumping on here very soon. And we have the uh, Dr. Sloan segment. And you can always catch uh, Geeked Up on the Block and then Not Another Girl podcast and go back and listen to those episodes as well. Um, so I want to make sure that you get a chance to do that. But let's get into the first video. Uh, but before we do, let me get, uh, you know what? <sighs> I think I would like. You know what I'm saying? I think you just all have to get a little bit of excitement. Yes, to many Americans, the sports of football or soccer is very boring to you because maybe your eyeballs have not adjusted as of yet. So what we're going to do is break this down um, and get into the first video so let me do some things here and get some navigation and migration and some things and some stuff and some do 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 boop boop all right so here we go and video one so we're going to get into how football actually works link in the description below to try it now You often hear supporters and commentators speak about patterns of play, philosophies or team systems in football. But what exactly do those terms refer to? Well, coaches and clubs at most levels have begun implementing what is known as a game model, which are often based on the 10 phases of play and are used to guide the player's actions, behaviours and decision-making processes during each phase. The 10 phases of play are broken down into different categories and subcategories. The four main ones are in possession, out of possession, transitions and set pieces, with each one having its own subcategories. For instance, when a side is in possession, the three phases are generally based on the location of the ball. Alright, so uh, I didn't do y'all any justice because I should have actually gone back through some of these things, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Okay, so um, within the 10 phases of football, we have the four pillars, I guess. Um, it, it, I guess if we want to break it down or say it that way. So we have the four pillars 
of the game itself. So let's go into detail a little bit. In possession, uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, in possession of the ball, uh, out of possession of the ball, transition, which means that that is the in-between time of either being in possession or out of possession, uh, and then making that transition from uh, either or, so to speak. And then you have set pieces. So set pieces, um, which can be broken down, which they'll obviously get into, um, but set pieces are basically just dead ball situations, meaning that the ball is not moving, uh, either a foul has been committed or the ball has left the field of play. So then from that standpoint, you either are looking at a throw in or a corner kick or a free kick uh, or even a goal kick. So you have a lot of these different things. Um, and when we talk about free kicks, you even can go a little bit further in depth on those. So you have direct free kicks, uh, which means that you can take a shot directly on goal or you have an indirect free kick, which means that it has to uh, be passed to a teammate before a shot can be taken on goal. Um, we'll go into that later on. Uh, that is a conversation for another time, but um, let's continue here. And set pieces, with each one having its own subcategories. For instance, when a side is in possession, the three phases are generally based on the location of the ball. Starting from the back, typically from a goal kick or when the goalkeeper has the ball in their hands, the in-possession side starts the build-up phase. They attempt to break the first line of opposition pressure through various principles such as always maintaining one player extra in relation to the opposition front line, playing with high tempo and few touches, and always attempting to offer both vertical and lateral support to the ball carrier, which increases simple passing options. Once the first ball has been successfully progressed into the middle third of the pitch, the team is then considered to be in the progression phase. Once the in-possession side has arrived into the progression phase, they must then look to move the ball into the final third by overcoming the opposition block. Typically, this can be done by playing the ball around, through or over the block. To create these types of situations, there are some key principles which the team may follow to increase their chances of successfully progressing the ball often including maintaining width with one player on each flank to stretch the opposition laterally and runs in behind the back line to stretch the block vertically. Positional rotations can also create space and chaos in the opponent's defensive shape, and the creation of triangles in wide areas is also a key for many sides when attempting to progress the ball. After the team has built play through the first two thirds of the pitch, the side will now have established possession in the final third. This phase has various names ranging from creation to finishing, but the main goal of the phase, of course, is to create scoring opportunities. In the attacking third of the pitch, many teams will look to overload the opposition backline by attacking with five to six players across their attacking line and maintaining balance behind them with either a 2-3 structure or a 3-2 structure. With okay. So uh, a lot of things have been said here. Um, there's so many things that I'm going to break down just to kind of give you an idea. Um, but again, we're just looking from the attacking standpoint or the team in possession of the ball. So obviously we talked about buildup coming from the keeper. Uh, this can come from either the ball going out of bounds and starting off with a goal kick, or like they said, uh, keeper has possession of the ball. Either the ball is entered into the final third uh, on your defensive half, if you are the team uh, who we're talking about in theory. Um, so let's say your keeper gets possession of the ball, either through a shot or a misplaced pass uh, inside the 18. So keeper has hands on the ball. Uh, now the ball is going to build up. So we're going to go into this a little bit later, um, but they're going to uh, bring up something which we're going to break down into thirds of the field. I'll go into detail in just a moment. Um, but as you do progress, the biggest thing that you want to try and do is within these three thirds uh, of the field is that you want to have a numerical advantage or uh, a systematic advantage um, in regards to how the play is moving. So that means that progression, movement off the ball, all these things come into play. Again, this is leaning into what I like to talk about in my coaching philosophy or my playing philosophy is that there has to be an advantage some way and somehow within the field if you have possession of the ball. 
if you are in a space to where, let's say, either on the width of the field or within each of those thirds, uh, there is a disadvantage or numerical disadvantage on your part, then you have to find space in another part of the field, either by going negative or backwards in possession, meaning passing backs backwards and not trying to advance up the field directly. I think a lot of Americans look at soccer and they look at it from the standpoint that it's north-south played like football right so it's more so um uncommon to see football players that move laterally across the field unless it does one thing and one thing only to make forward progression as quickly as you can um but by trying to change direction or shifting the field of play so if you are able to take advantage or find an advantage on the field and exploit that advantage, like was said earlier in the video, you want to try and create a scoring opportunity. So we're going to go further into this a little bit, but we want to progress. Let's go. With five players across the front line, the team is able to occupy space across the entirety of the pitch. In order to do this, teams will also attempt to switch the point of attack quickly to the opposite mm -hmm. side, trying to set up 1v1 and 2v1 situations. For that. each of the three in-possession phases, there is an out-of-possession phase that mirrors them. These are also typically defined by the geographic location on the pitch, and are most often known as simply high block, mid block, and low block. Okay, so what I said earlier, which this is another name for attacking third, middle third, defensive third, or depending on where the possession is coming from or who is in possession. If your team is in possession, then maybe depending on where you start off with the ball, then you want to make that progression from, uh, let's say you win the ball in the middle of the field, middle, uh, mid block, middle of the field. And you want to, of course, create a goal scoring opportunity. What are you going to do? You can try and advance the ball moving forward, but if there is no space, meaning you can't break their block or their line of defensive measure, either through the midfield or their back line, then you're probably going to have to move the ball in a negative manner or back into your own half so that you open up space, right? Because again, principle we have to go across two platforms right we have to think about when we don't have possession of the ball right the field is small as possible you make the field as small as possible you cut the field down so that you make it as small as possible to defend right 120 yards by 80 yards across right that's a lot of space to try and defend. So you have to figure out and segment and cut off space if you are defending. If you are attacking and you are in possession of the ball, then what you want to do is you want to try and occupy and maximize as much space as humanly possible while creating an advantage in possession. So now that we know that attacking third, middle third, and defensive third are high block, mid block, low block. Cool? Let's continue. When the opposition is Ooh. attempting, excuse me. So I forgot because if you're defending and I, I made a mistake here. So let me correct myself. High block is your attacking players being the first line of defense. So let's say the other team, we take a shot on goal. Keeper gets possession of the ball, either deflection or whatever the case may be, gets a stop gets a save. Now, keeper's got possession. So keeper's going to try and build out of the back in some way, shape, or form. So what's going to happen is your attacking players are now going to become your first defenders, right? So this is your high block. So these are the players that are going to set the tone for what style of pressure is going to happen. All players behind these front three or four or two, depending on what formation you're playing, all of these players are actually going to dictate how the rest of the team is going to move so if they're going to play a high block and they're going to press heavy then the rest of the team needs to come with them uh so i wanted to make that correction and i apologize for doing that wanting to play out from the back and the side out of possession attempts to pressure them high up the pitch they are considered to be defending with a high block some teams will look to initiate an out to in press forcing the opposition centrally while others employ the in to out system 
forcing the opposition to wide areas of the pitch. These types of systems are achieved through the use of pressing with a cover shadow and bending their runs during pressure. Pressing as a unit and playing with a high and aggressive backline is key to compressing the time and space for the opposition. Off. Once the initial press has been broken, the defending team will drop their shape back into a mid-block. In this phase, the backline will continue to stay relatively high and aggressive, and the block will often attempt to force the play around to the wide areas, using the sideline as an extra defender. Minimising space between the lines becomes more critical while simultaneously shifting side to side to try to keep numerical superiority around the ball. The low block is where more examples of emergency defending may occur. Remaining extremely compact with short distances between each line of players and players within each line is vital. Preventing the opposition from carrying or receiving between the lines will also allow for protection of the most dangerous areas in front of goal while forcing the opposition into wider areas. However, once they are forced wide towards the end line, preventing cutbacks and crosses is also an important principle for nearly every side. But while one team is always in possession and the other team out of possession, the moments in which possession changes from one team to the other is when transitions occur. Uh, uh, uh. Let's get to it. The moments of transition are very quick, tending to last between 5 to 8 seconds. When a team loses possession, they must choose between a few key options which are dependent on the current balance of the team. If players are close to the ball, they are able to quickly counter-press in an attempt to retrieve possession as quickly as possible. But if the team is unbalanced and there are large distances to the ball, the better option may be to delay the ball carrier and return to the defensive shape as quickly as possible. Upon regaining possession of the ball, teams tend to have two options. If the opposition is unbalanced and there is space behind them to attack, the right choice may be to counter-attack quickly towards the goal. If not, the better option might be to play the first pass out of pressure and attempt to establish possession and enter the next phase of play. Right, meaning that you play a negative pass. So a negative pass is going backwards or away from your, uh, your target, which is the opposition's goal. Um, but again, this is all about trying to relieve pressure uh, when you have possession and create and, and maximize the most amount of pressure when you don't have possession. Um, so I think this is very important to talk about. And this is where a lot of people kind of miss what's happening um, because there's so many things that uh, are going on on uh, any given uh, soccer match that you watch. Um, so when the ball does change possession, you're looking at players both on the ball, right? So uh, either players making a tackle or a player getting tackled and losing possession uh, and a player winning a tackle and gaining possession. But you also then need to look at and simultaneously need to take into account what the setup or the formation of the team that loses possession looks like. And then the team that quickly gains possession, how quickly can they go from defense to attack? And then uh, what advantages do they have? So do you go right into it, like you had mentioned before, to where you can quickly exploit the, the breakdown in their attack? Um, or are they now defensively shaped to where you have to try and bring them out uh, to defend you higher up the pitch. Set pieces, accepted as a phase of play by most, are a hugely important part of the game, though they can often be overlooked. For every attacking set piece, there is of course a defensive set piece for the opposition. These include free kicks, corners, penalties, throw-ins and even kickoffs. With football becoming increasingly dissected and analysed, principles and sub-principles for each phase will only continue to develop. If you like this video, please consider subscribing to the channel. The Make Athletic sure brings you the best sports journalism in the world in a personal... Thank you. All right. So make sure you guys definitely go check out uh, TIFO Football. Um, go check out the channel. Subscribe for sure. Uh, one thing that I will always do is make sure that... Um, if I bring you content 
and I am uh, really even just consuming content alongside you, then let's make sure that uh, I'm always going to make sure that I highlight uh, the um, I make sure that I highlight the, uh, you know, folks that are out there doing their due diligence and creating content for people like myself to be able to react to. So uh, thank you to TFO Football for that first video. Um, the next thing that we're going to get into is breaking down Tiki Taka. So again, I explained uh, a couple things here uh, in regards to uh, what my playing and coaching philosophy is. Uh, I am a big fan of possession, but uh, this is, again, based on the principles of total football. Now, again... We've already gone through the videos of Total Football and also talking about Johan Cruyff and his legacy uh, and impact, not only as a player, but also as a tactician and uh, someone that has really, uh, I mean, he's, he's passed on, but the impact that he has uh, not only on the style of play, which became synonymous with Barcelona and also Ajax, um, but also, if you look at it, the players that he's impacted that have now gone on to coach um, in uh, the profession, right? So you've got Pep Guardiola, you've got Ronald Koeman, uh, you've got, uh, I believe, Frank Reichard. Maybe I'm mistaken here. I think he might have had uh, or uh, coached Frank Reichard at Ajax, um, Rude Gullit, uh there's a lot here. I uh, also think Marco Van Basten at one time. Um, but again, all of these players uh, either directly or indirectly were impacted by the style of play of total football from Johan Cruyff, um, which uh, originated, I think, uh, which we've gone into it. it. It originally came from teams like Hungary and things like that, but it was majorly uh, adopted and impacted by Ajax, but then also the Dutch national team. So um, what is Tiki Taka? Let's see. You know what? I feel like I need an MF and drop. Maybe I do. I think so. You know what? Can I get a drop, please? Can I get a drop? I would like a gold drop if that's possible. Let's do it. Ooh, can I get a scream too? Mmm, let's go. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, let's, uh, ooh, actually, you know what I didn't do? I didn't do none of that with y'all. I'm sitting here just talking and chirping. Uh, let me get a gold chat real quick. Dang, technical difficulties. I'm a dork. Uh, <laughs> So uh, now that I think I actually have shared the sounds and done the things and the stuff, now let's get into the second video. What is Tiki Taka? Okay. Okay. Here we go. What is Tiki Taka? What is it? What is it? I'm interested to know. The Spanish national team won the World Cup in 2010 and the European Championship in 2008 and 2012 playing a style of football that is known as tiki-taka. The style was also popularised and brought to its highest version at club level by Pep Guardiola's Barcelona side from 2008 to 2012, which brought him and the club three La Liga titles and two Champions Leagues. Tiki-taka, in its simplest form, is a style based on retaining and circulating possession of the ball. Described by Sid Lowe in The Guardian as the nonsensical phrase that's come to mean short passing, patience and possession above all else, tiki-taka has been seen as both a positive and a negative. At its best, it generates stunning movement, fluidity and incisive attacking football of great skill. 
and at its worst, it can be sterile and tedious. Indeed, the origins of the phrase may have those negative connotations. Javier Clemente, an extremely pragmatic Spanish coach of athletic club, apparently coined the term as a criticism. But it was Andres Montes, a Spanish commentator who brought the Basque term to a wider audience during the Spain versus Tunisia game in 2006, saying, Estamos tosando tiki-taka tiki-taka. We are playing with light, quick steps. The origins of the Spanish and Barcelona obsession with possession can be traced to the influence of Johan Cruyff. There's that guy again. You know him. You love him. Johan. What's happening? What's popping my guy? Uh, again, I, I really don't think I can give enough credit, nor is there enough credit that will ever be given to uh, such a brilliant mind in regards to the beautiful game, uh, which is Johan Cruyff. Um, again, if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode two of the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down, please stop right here before we go forward. Go back, listen to that so you can really get all all the nitty-gritty about who Johan Cruyff is. I feel like I did him some justice. Bud Lewis, I hope that you would be proud. Shout out to Bud Lewis, my head coach at Wilmington College. Love you to death, and I hope you get a chance to enjoy this too because I know you're probably sitting back and listening to this. Marco, you make sure that he is. Um, so, Johan Cruyff, please help us understand why the principles of Tiki Taka and where these have come from whose philosophy of total football prized possession of the ball and use of space above all else. Cruyff and fellow Dutch managers Louis van Gaal and Frank Rijkaard brought this appreciation of possession and space with them when they coached at the Catalan club, marrying it to a stylistic focus inherent but latent in the club's technical DNA. Their influence on Pep Guardiola and a generation of players from the club's famous La Masia development complex meant that Barcelona was primed to play the style. A coterie of superbly talented but diminutive creative players also forced Barcelona's hand to a degree. They couldn't compete purely with physicality, but intelligent technical players like Xavi, Andres Iniesta, Pedro and Lionel Messi flourished under tiki-taka. Guardiola, the deep-lying playmaker turned tactician, said that, In the world of football, there is only one secret. I've got the ball, or I haven't. This mantra of keeping and taking care of possession was articulated by two of his best players, Xavi and Iniesta. Xavi would say, I get the ball, I pass the ball, I get... All right, so time out, time out, because I got to go back here, right? So Pep Guardiola, again, we've already highlighted uh, how Johan Cruyff had a extremely uh, deep impact in regards to how he played um, because he coached him while he was at Barcelona as the manager. Uh, simultaneously, he was the one that brought Pep Guardiola into the first team. Uh, so he had like really, I guess, uh, put his hooks into Pep Guardiola, so to speak. But he saw a lot of things that most uh, coaches during that time weren't seeing. And Johan Cruyff was the type of player to, for Americans, at least when I played, it was like bigger, faster, stronger. Right. And that was the model for all sports. But at the end of the day, there's so many different players and so many different body type, uh, body types, so many different styles of play. Uh, anybody that has the talent or God's gift to at least kick the ball around and be good at it uh, can play the game. It doesn't really take too much in regards to, um, you know, if you are passionate about it you love the sport, you want to play it, you want to get better at it, great. Now, in America, there's a bit of a, uh, there is a pay-to-play system, which is unfortunate because you don't see that really anywhere else across the globe. Uh, if your talent is there, somebody's going to take a chance on you. Um, but here, it's not really set up. And another thing that was talked about as well was the La Amasia Academy. So one thing that I've always argued, even in my senior thesis at Wilmington College as a sports administration major, the American system is flawed and we will never become a soccer nation until we start to adopt and enact the principles of the European soccer setup from the academy setup. 
So what that means is that you have to give an opportunity. You have to be able to find gyms in the rough, so to speak, and you have to give them the proper coaching. What happens in America is that you have a lot of people that are very low in knowledge um, of the sport and they don't know how to get the best out of the players. And what I mean by this is that it's not just a matter of trying to get them to play the sport well. It's being able to pass on a lot of the things and principles that you have as a coach into those players so that they look at you as a guide to help them get better. Same thing. Just look at coaches as like parents that aren't parents. They're technically parents. They're taking care of uh, 30 plus kids, you know, if you have that. And they have to treat each of these kids completely different. Not everybody can be coached the same way. Not everybody can be motivated the same way. So you have to find what it is that motivates that individual person, but collectively you have to bring the team together so that they play the way or act the way that you want them to, just like a parent. So Pep Guardiola right now is the greatest coach in all of football. I could argue that he could go down as the greatest football manager of all time because he's been able to win across a myriad of different teams and he's done it in multiple leagues in some of the best leagues in the world so let's get into pep this mantra of keeping and taking care of possession was articulated by two of his best players xavi and iniesta xavi would say i get the ball i pass the ball i get the ball i pass the ball and iniesta receive pass offer receive pass offer Barcelona and Spain tended to set up in the 4-3-3, the formation that seemed best suited for the style and for rotation of the ball by creating overloads. Because Tiki Taka was more than possession for its own sake, it needed to generate chances. So Tiki Taka incorporated three other factors that were crucial to its success. Pressing, the false nine, and positional play. Okay. So, Andres Iniesta uh, and... Uh Xavi Hernandez, two of the greatest midfielders to ever play the game and arguably the greatest midfield duo to ever lace up. So, Xavi says, I get the ball, I pass the ball. I get the ball, I pass the ball. This doesn't just mean that you get the ball and then you pass it and then you look at it. Now what this means, which is further explained by Andres Iniesta, I receive pass offer, right? So you receive the ball, you pass the ball, you offer. We'll go a little bit further in depth into that and what that means. But at the end of the day, what it really just means is once the ball is played away from you, now you need to get into a space either to show yourself and receive the ball again or to do other things like take defenders into different spaces. It's very hard for you to um, get scored on if you have possession of the ball. Super simple. Johan Cruyff, famous quote, there's only one ball. If I have the ball, no one else does. And no one can score on me. So... What we like to understand is that, yes, you can play in different formations. You can play in different systems. For me, philosophically, Tiki Taka is in possession, number one, is that everyone can possess. Everyone is an attacker when the team collectively is in possession. There is not three players that play up front there's uh, three players in the midfield, and then there's four defenders, and those defenders only park themselves on the 18-yard line and don't go anywhere. It's impossible to play in any type of possession-style system and not have all players on deck ready to play within that system. 
because what that's going to do is going to create disadvantages for your team and lead to scoring chances for the opponent. Pressing was an obvious addition. Any team which prizes possession will work extremely hard to regain the ball after it's lost. Again, there was a direct continuity here from the ideals of Cruyff, who wanted to make the pitch as small as possible in defence, while Marcelo Bielsa's influence on Guardiola is also apparent. By choking the opposition, especially when they've just won the ball back, as they are at their most vulnerable immediately having regained possession, pressing is the best way to regain possession and begin another attacking sequence. The false nine was not a new idea, and we've covered it in another video, but having a striker who dropped off into the space between the defensive and midfield lines caused problems for markers. Follow the player, and you create a gap in the centre of defence or midfield. Leave the player, and there's an unmarked attacker able to receive and pass, or receive and run or shoot. This was a natural addition to the emphasis on movement inherent in Tiki Taka. As was positional play. Positional play is, put simply, the idea that the pitch is divided into zones, and that mm. no more than two players should occupy the same line vertically, and no more than three the same line horizontally. Guardiola did this by painting lines on a training pitch to show players what the zones were. The purpose is to encourage players to find zones where they're free to receive and pass, and that players should achieve a degree of almost automation in terms of finding spaces and then moving as the ball moves around the pitch. This injects the fluidity and creation of space that stops Tiki Taka simply being an exercise in possession football, as players are constantly on the move, rotating, changing and finding space, but with a shared understanding of what the purpose is and how each player relates to the others. This is the key aspect of Iniesta's quotation, receive pass offer. Offering, putting yourself in a position to receive the ball by moving, is the thing that stops Tiki Taka simply being a passing exercise. As Jonathan Wilson puts it, the focus was on the creation and exploitation of space, generated by movement off the ball and by technique good enough that defenders could be lured towards the forward before a pass would be released. Possession was the means, not the end. While Tiki Taka is most associated with Barcelona in Spain, not least because they shared so many players, its reach went further. Guardiola has brought aspects of the style to Bayern and Manchester City. While the Premier League saw Brendan Rodgers, Swansea and Liverpool sides, as well as Owen Coyle and Ian Holloway at Bolton and Blackpool. And the influence of Tiki Taka can now be seen in goalkeepers and defenders, having to be far more comfortable in possession and needing to pass the ball well. At its best, it was almost unplayable, before other tactics evolved. Lightning quick interchanges between technically gifted players, employing almost rehearsed attacking moves, but with the added brilliance of game changers like Messi and Iniesta. It brought about major tactical changes in top-level football too, as coaches scrambled to figure out ways to beat it. And it also sparked a wider interest in possession and pass completion numbers. Opta Joe's popularity on Twitter is in large part due to a series of tweets about Barcelona's passing and possession stats, dwarfing the opposition's, which is one of the reasons that stats are now more widely understood by fans and pundits. Tiki Taka had its roots in total football, but as an evolution of that style, it changed the game just as much, and has had lasting effects on the way football is played and understood. <laughs> All right. So now that we know what's going on and now that we know that Tiki Taka um, is at least a an expression or a concept of total football or an evolution of total football. Um, again, this is just a subcategory. So the biggest thing for me here is to try and recap uh, those two points, which, again, I'm just kind of breaking down the uh the, i wouldn't even say generic principles uh these are just um i think finer tuned principles about the sport and then uh knowing you know the different um parts of the sport right so in possession out of possession transition and then set pieces those are important and then also knowing those subgroups um within each of those pillars and from there now there should be a progression in regards to what the philosophy should look like. Now, am I saying that everybody should adopt Tiki Taka? No, not at all, because you have to know the type of players that you have within your system. What I will say, though, is that I think no matter what, every single player should be comfortable in possession of the ball. 
Otherwise, why would you be on the field, right? Are you good at just uh, uh, a small uh, group of things within the game? Or uh, when the game transitions over or you have possession of the ball, now what do you do? Or if you don't have possession, what do you do? So it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, really what you have to look at is that each player on the field is an attacker when the team collectively has possession or you are defending as a unit and the team are all defenders when you lose possession. What you have to pay attention to is in transition, how quickly can you adjust from either having possession and then having it lost or gaining possession and then trying to create some format of attack so that you can have a scoring opportunity. Well, I think that's pretty much the simplest thing in the simplest way that I can break it down. I really hope that y'all understood this so that it didn't get too boring for y'all. I know this is somewhat monotone. It's a little slow. And this is just pacing y'all because at the end of the day, I got to make sure that y'all understand the game as well as you can, because when I start to introduce you to some of the guests that I have lined up for the interviews or to break down their own experiences in and around the beautiful game, um, either as a player, as a coach, an administrator, or a commentator, or a journalist. There's so many different aspects of this sport that I want to get you all um, to become a part of and learn to grow and love it. Um, at the same time, too, you're going to start to look at other sports in different ways. Um, I know one thing about football or soccer that I see within a very popular American sport is that I look at basketball. Um, I've not always been the biggest basketball fan. I would say the height of my basketball fandom was during the Chicago Bulls run with Michael Jordan, right? That you couldn't tell me anything about Michael. He was the greatest. Um, but I really didn't know much about, I just knew that this man was scoring and couldn't nobody stop him. But now that I watch the game of basketball, I start to see players that move off the ball. So there are players that have certain roles either attacking or defensively and depending on when the ball transitions because these players are not switching out like football so once you lose possession you don't then create a down or there's a stop play and then you bring in another line no 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 you are a defender regardless you know, you have to play on both sides of the court same thing with football you got to play on both sides of the field or in all three thirds so to speak so I don't really see too many goalies that are going to go all the way down into the other attacking half unless they're a goal down and there's only seconds left or minutes left within the game. And it's a set piece because that's when you'll usually see keepers step up. But we may even cover some keepers that can score many goals, not just from corners, but from free kicks or from penalties. Just saying. So. This has been episode three of the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down. I am your boy and your host, a the number one Shogun, a.k.a. Pablo Baldini, headbutting fools all the way into the upper deck just because I didn't like what you said to my striker, a.k.a. Pele went to AK, letting the whole thing spray. I'm shooting all at the keeper. It don't matter if I'm 45 out. It doesn't matter if I'm on the six-yard line or if I'm shooting from an obscure angle on the flank. No matter what, I'm shooting on goal. As soon as I get the ball, guess what I'm going to do? Shoot it or dribble so that I can pass it to somebody so they can pass it back to me so then I can shoot it. Or I'm just dribble a couple folks and then I'm going to shoot it. It don't matter. I'm getting a shot off. But please make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor.fm or wherever it is that you consume your podcast, make sure that you check us out. The CDB Network, 
I'm Ahan, the number one Shogun. This is the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down. You can follow me on all streaming platforms, as you can say. Uh, also, make sure that you follow me on Twitter, the Aaron Hunter. Uh, you'll see it under the acronym Ahan, the Shogun, or the burner Ahan, the Shogun. You can also follow me on IG at Ahan, the Shogun, and on Facebook. You can follow my fan page, Ahan, the Shogun, as well. I want to thank everybody for listening and you know what? We're going to have some goodies coming for y'all. We might even be dropping some giveaways soon. Um, I've heard that a couple of y'all out here like the soccer jerseys because they look slick, as they've been told. I hear you. what you've been saying, Sloan Kettering. Dr. Sloan, I hear you. I'm going to take that into account. We might even be dropping some Shogun uh, custom jerseys as well so stay on the lookout for those make sure you follow us on all dsps make sure you follow us on all social platforms i am a the number one shogun this has been the shogun soccer sit down i appreciate y'all you know what we need to do you know what we need to do i need to take y'all up out of here with a whole bunch of monotony let's go Drops. Let's go. Let's go. This has been another episode of the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down. Man, I'm always excited when I get to talk footy. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all join us on the next episode. This has been another one. I'm about to hear. Love y'all. We out. <laughs>